Rory Green from XR Today, bringing you the latest in news and conversation from the extended reality space. Today, we'll be discussing the work being done at Yahoo Riot Studios and the benefits of ARVR as a marketing tool. Joining me today is Sam Field, Director of Creative Technology for Yahoo. Welcome, Sam. Thank you. Good to be here. And cheers for joining me. To start us off, could you introduce our readers to Yahoo Riot Studios, as well as the conception and execution of the Charlie Cohen project and the Electric City project? Absolutely, yeah. So um, Riot was, was originally formed by two humanitarian filmmakers back in 2006 um, who were really interested in the intersection between creativity, storytelling and um, the technology. So they were creating 360 and VR films using very, very early 360 cameras and going out to humanitarian disaster zones like post-earthquake Nepal or the humanitarian crisis in Haiti. And it meant that because they were creating immersive stories, they were able to place the viewers in those disaster zones and that's driving action and driving people to want to um, give their aid to, to these, these causes. Um, it was very aligned with um, the Huffington Post, who then acquired them, and they, they built out a, a film division with creating films and documentaries, Emmy, Emmy Award-winning, Oscar-nominated films, uh, and then branched out into branded content, immersive storytelling, XR, um, to the point where we are today through various mergers and acquisitions. We now have studios around, around the world, and the work that we do is we work with with brands, including our own brands, to embrace emerging technology to help tell stories in new and exciting ways. So it's the same ethos as, as, as originally in terms of the technologies that we that we use. So my team specifically helps brands to embrace emerging tech. Could be virtual production, XR, gaming, increasingly Web three, blockchain, e-commerce, uh, e and the combination of those. And you know the hottest buzzword in marketing right now being the metaverse. Um, so that's the kind of background, but this project specifically, Electric City, was it was actually to commemorate the the twenty fifth anniversary or to celebrate the the twenty fifth anniversary of the Pokemon. Um, we partnered with Selfridges and streetwear designer Charlie Cohen, who was creating a, a capsule range of collection of physical clothing inspired by and in partnership with Pokemon Company. Uh, we created Electric City as a first of its kind immersive shopping experience, so visitors could visit this cyberpunk-inspired take on fashion capitals around the world and shop for physical and digital collections. So there was the physical collection that was sold through Selfridges through this platform um, in-store and on Electric City, um, and also a, a, an exclusive Charlie Cohen digital-only collection that was available as an off-chain NFT that could unlock digital wearables across AR, VR, and over 300 virtual platforms. Um, it was a, a digital environment created in Unreal Engine, the game engine that powers Fortnite, as well as many, uh, you know, The Mandalorian, for example. Um, and it allowed fans to kind of traverse this browser-based experience that was powered by Yahoo Edgecast, which is a video streaming platform. So everything in the experience is actually video, whether it's 360 video or 2D video, but it gives you the sense that you're moving through a 3D space. Um, we've adorn the whole the whole space in kind of neon signs and it's a kind of moody um, aesthetic like the kind of um, Pikachu, Pokemon, electric 
uh, ambience. Um, we've got hotspots that allow audiences to access videos and images. And we've even hosted a, uh, a virtual catwalk in the experience where we've got Unreal Engine metahumans as catwalk models wearing the Charlie Cohen Pokemon collection. So we call this kind of collection of technologies, you know, we're combining XR, virtual production, e-commerce, blockchain, motion capture into one. And we call that a Brandyverse, which is a bit cheesy, but kind of gives you the sense that, you know, it's a browser-based experience. It can have familiar metrics that brands are used to, like Google and analytics and pixels and retargeting and Shopify. Um, but is 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 ex extending into the metaverse and has metaverse utility packed within it. Um, we call it, you know, the, the actual underlying player is called the immersive video player. Um, and uh, we've recently used it again for an immersive experience for John Lewis, where we've recreated their TV commercial and you can live out the narrative beats of the TVC as Nathan, the main, the main boy in the, in the advert and discover kind of shoppable moments. And we've hidden Easter eggs among the scene um, of nods to the previous adverts for the last nine years. So it's really exciting. That sounds fantastic. So from your experience with all of these brands, what are the benefits of an interactable advertising tool and e-commerce tool such as AR, VR or MR? Yeah, well, I, th I think you know, the last 18 months have been a huge change in terms of the, d the demand and the appetite for immersive experiences, including XR. Um, you know, the, the, the pandemic has really accelerated the trend that was already there. We already knew that audiences were wanted more gamification, more immersion, um, more seamless experiences. The pandemic not only accelerated that among younger audiences, but all audiences. So we saw in the first six months of the lockdown, a 54% increase in appetite among over 45s, for example, just in the first six months of lockdown. So XR you know, AR, VR, mixed reality is, is, is now is now mainstream. You know, AR in particular is, is, is considered mainstream. It's no longer on Gartner's hype cycle, for example. It fell off there last year. And it really, <clears throat> XR is, it can, can become a digital extension of people's personality. So whether they're playing a video game or participating in a video conference, their digital self is now core to who they are in the real world. So fashion is a really natural fit. Right. So it's an industry that so often an early adopter for these technologies, usually following film and, and gaming into these sort of spaces. But this is also an audience that are really passionate about what's next and, and, and what the next trends are. So immersive and, and XR technologies have an incredible impact because audiences remember them as something they did, not something they watched or read or listened to, which means higher engagement rates. It means more time spent with that experience and that brand potentially. So done well, it can have huge impact on recall, on awareness, on message association, brand affinity, and even purchase intent. Um, so we've, as Yahoo, heavily invested in, in XR over the years, partly through the work that, that Yahoo, Riot, Fab have been doing, but also um, we launched Yahoo Immersive, which is our web AR platform underpinned by Eighth Wall, probably the, the biggest and most successful web AR platform out there and integrate it with our DSP. So AR ads can be just a click away. Um, the technology is great benefits for content creators because you know we're seeing people explore new ways to tell their brand stories. Um, so we've, we've got great kind of 3D and AR specialist teams within our business, but we also work with, with, with great partners, startups, scale-ups, individuals who specialize in 
either web AR or, or social AR partners like Aircards and Palster are doing brilliant work. So we're working with those communities as well. That's fantastic. And following the benefits of AR, VR and MR, how did the Yahoo Riot team identify the consumer and brand demand for immersive interactable experiences? Yes, I mean, as I said, demand has been, has been increasing, has been accelerated over the last 18 months or so. And it's, it's kind of a natural evolution of what people want from their technology. You've got this kind of flywheel effect of, you know, better connectivity, better hardware, smaller devices, you know, more access to new ways of creating content, a creator economy, all of these things together, plus the pandemic and being locked down at home. It's just, it's just created this flywheel effect. Um, for us, we've got a really close relationship with, with Verizon. We, we were owned by Verizon until this year when Verizon still owned 10% of us. We work very, very closely with them. Um, so they give us an idea about what advanced connectivity is going to unlock. So there's an ambition there within the business to make sure that we're ready for when you know 5G becomes mainstream, for example. Um, we also have a, a huge user base of audiences that we can listen to, to reach about 900 million people globally. And, and we've seen a shift in, in their attitude. Um, in fact, we commissioned a YouGov uh, study last year, so right at the beginning of lockdown in March and then and then in September, and we've continued to update that, that research on a regular basis. We found that two-thirds of people, of adults now in Europe, now expect that digital interactions with brands to be seamless, innovative, and to enhance their real lives. Right? And that increases to 84% for millennials and 86% for, for Gen Z. So... If you play that out against the backdrop of 2020 and 2021, you can see why there's so much hype around gaming, Web3, XR, and dare I say it, the metaverse, because digital is now finally catching up with our real lives, right? We, we live our lives as a 3D live experience with friends, with family, with things that we own and things that we can see in three dimensions. There's, there's no reason why digital shouldn't mirror that as closely as it possibly can and, and historically actually digital hasn't quite done that or lived up to it so all of those sort of different touch points and different viewpoints from our consumer research and and, and the experiences that we're building for our consumers proof of concepts prototyping all of those things have just been forming us as to the direction of travel fantastic and how about the new marketing opportunities that are now available thanks to this umbrella of xr technology as well as 5g nfts and all of this emerging tech yeah i mean it's a, it's a big question because because they're almost limitless right you know from, from pure functioning utility through to pure emotion and creativity um e-commerce is, is a big one you know that that same ugov study that we commissioned showed and this is last year, so this I'm assuming this would have increased quite a lot by now, um, showed 60% of shoppers now expect brands to have an AR shopping experience. Right? Not that they kind of want one or they're excited by it. They expect it. This is a baseline expectation now, you know, particularly if you're looking at things like homeware, furniture, clothing, trainers, sneakers, whatever. The expectation is that they want to see it contextualized. So... It's a, you know, an interactive and engaging way for shoppers to contextualize how things will look on them, in their homes, in their environments. That, that's the kind of baseline. All the way through to you know, VR is improving and, and changing how we're going to work, how we live, how we play. We've got smaller headsets, you're no longer tethered to PC VR machines and heavy gaming, gaming laptops. You know, Oculus Quest is, is, is changing the game in that space. And 
we're seeing the growth of immersive music experiences through platforms like Wave XR, which is really exciting. We even hosted a, a virtual fashion show last year in lockdown in, in 2020. We had 150 guests attend our virtual fashion show in VR, and we had our studio team at the event in VR streaming to our studio who vision mixed it and streamed it out to a Yahoo audience globally in real time live. Um, you know, we hit 7 million views of that content with a really, really modest promotion um, because people were just, you know, yearning for this kind of shared experience and this 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 window into what that fashion world are doing, and what's coming next. Um, so I think the next kind of natural evolution is going to be AR wearables becoming more mainstream. You know, we're seeing smaller, more stylish um, uh, glasses and, and, and smart glasses coming onto the scene packed with, with more kind of useful utility and creative uh, opportunities. So it's no surprise that kind of the big, the big tech firms are now swallowing up all of these visual positioning um, companies. So rather than using GPS, they're using VPS, which allows you to kind of read the landscape and recognize buildings and points of interest and overlay it with digital information. So we're going to be moving into a kind of look up era away from looking down at our devices, but actually looking up and taking in the world around us, which will be overlaid by a layer of digital information. So that means that any um, uh, surface can become a screen, any location become a playground. And you're seeing brands like or companies like Niantic, for example, makers of, of Pokemon Go launching Lightship recently, which is their sort of almost open sourcing of their technology for creators to use in the most exciting and interesting ways. And you will start to see brands latching onto that as well. So it's a really interesting space right now and it's only gonna improve with, you know, more powerful hardware, smaller devices, better connection, and, you know, an increased creator economy. It sounds like the democratization of the AR or the democratization of VR hardware, and then by the sounds of it, the future democratization of AR wearables that's really creating a demand and a need for immersive content. Is that fair to say? Yeah, I, I think I think we're seeing the, the, the kind of creator economy being the catalyst for lots and lots of change right now, um, whether it's AR, VR. Web three, gaming—you just got to look. There's, there's a bit, there are big examples in each of those spaces now, where creators are the ones who are driving change in the most fun and exciting experiences. Um, you know, we we always try as much as we can to work with independent artists, independent three D modelers, and creators, small ambitious studios who, who are looking for growth. And um, it's kind of it's also exciting putting XR creations into the hands of creative communities um we worked recently a project with with warner brothers and legendary for the launch of june um it was a global campaign we we created an xbox landing experience we we, we are the exclusive partner for xbox advertising um and it launched a kind of second screen experience which was this june avatar creator um where you could take a selfie um create an avatar that looked like you and then dress it in one of several outfits from the film June. And it created the, the Ready Player Me avatar system, which is a brilliant platform that, that spans, you know, over, you know, as I said before, over 300 virtual platforms. So you've got these people creating their own concept where they're putting their own kind of armor and body suits and accessories onto their avatar. And what we saw, because 
part of the brief was how do we get this June IP being seen across multiple gaming IP without doing partnerships with all of them? We saw a brilliant response from the creative community. So we saw people out there streaming Beat Saber in a green screen dressed in their June avatar. We saw people changing their social media profile pics, sharing the augmented reality version on social media. We even saw a classical cellist who performs in the VR blockchain platform, Somnium Space, performing as his June avatar at, in this virtual concert. You know, it, it, was, it was great because if, if June had tried to manufacture that themselves or Warner Brothers, you know, that would have been quite a very hard thing to do. So to trust the community to be um, respectful of their IP and use it in creative ways actually led to this, this, this brilliant result. And it was similar for Charlie Cohen. We saw fans sharing videos of themselves as their avatar, hanging out in VR chat in their Charlie Cohen um, collection and so on. Um, so it's, 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 it's a really exciting space. And um, there are so many kind of applications of it that the brands are, as long as brands are happy to trust the community to create things, great things will happen. You've just got to look at things like Squid Game. I mean, how many Squid Game experiences were organically created by the community? I mean, it's thousands, thousands of experiences across gaming, across AR, across VR, and so on. And it's because, you know, if, if, if Netflix tried to orchestrate and control that, it would have stifled that creativity. And it's testament to the mindset of this digital native generation that they love the show, they love the IP, but they want to experience it in a format that, that they love. And that format is gamified and immersive and, 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 and you know, potentially going to be involved in gaming, XR or, or anything in between. That sounds great. I very much enjoy the idea of playing um, Beat Saber as a June avatar. That sounds like a lot of fun. Um, Do it. From a, from a uh, developer side, obviously this democratisation of hardware has given a lot of users um, a lot of content to enjoy. But equally, you brought up um, certain studios and software development kits. And how have these software development kits and this democratization of AR um, developer resources and opportunities, how has this led to new opportunities for 3D content creators as well as AR creators generally? I think, I think this is the general model that, <clears throat> that we're seeing from, from Snap and to a certain degree, Facebook, um, Niantic, and so on, who are giving the communities the chance to create. TikTok is another great example of what, of giving the creative community the tools to go out there and, 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 and create. And then it's up to brands to either engage that community um, and make sure that they are championing those those really creative minds and those creative individuals that, that, that can go out there and, and, and shift brand perceptions for them. So... Uh, yeah, it's. I don't think there's any necessarily one one answer to that that question, but it comes back to the idea of allowing the communities to take your IP or your brand messaging or or, or your product and using it in a creative and inspiring way. It's very nice. It sounds like there's a lot of um, space for individual creativity and success with this emerging technology. Uh, yeah, one hundred percent. And I think that's that's now the catalyst again of what we're seeing now in, in Web3, um, that underpins it. You, I think it's going to be interesting to see what happens um, between these kind of more centralized walled garden approaches and this more open, democratized internet and this Web3 mindset, um, because I, I don't think long-term the 
sort of walled garden centralized approach is, is going to be accepted by these growing burgeoning communities um, so there will need to be some playgrounds, even if they do retain a certain amount of that walled garden approach, there will need to be spaces in those platforms for other creators to play. You're seeing it in things like Fortnite with Creator Islands. You know, Roblox will already you know, have a huge developer community that, that, that create for them. Niantic are allowing communities to go out there and build, um, build their own experiences, shared AR experiences that are location-based and gamified. Um, so yeah, one hundred percent. That's that's definitely the the way forward. And then you've got platforms like Decentraland, the Sandbox, Somnium Space, all of those um, blockchain powered virtual platforms that are completely you know, owned and operated by their users and their and their and their, their communities. It's very exciting times for sure. Very exciting times. And finally, I wanted to ask, what role will NFTs, the metaverse, and blockchain technology? As well as 5G, as mentioned earlier, what role will these emerging technology play in Yahoo Riot's AR, VR and MR vision? And how would these elements also play into immersive advertising overall? Yeah, well, that's a big question. But the, I mean, the NFT landscape is, is, is really interesting. It's evolving so quickly. I mean, at the start of the year, it was all about ownership. Digital art was the main driving factor here with other pockets of, of, of collectibles and sports memorabilia and so on. But it's all about ownership and trading and, 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 and potentially investment. And that's evolved really quickly into utility and community. Um, I think what's consistent is that the, the NFTs and blockchain represent the foundations of a, a new digital economy. So we're seeing as I said before, the convergence of XR, gaming, e-commerce, the blockchain, social media, the internet into this whole catalyst for Web3 and eventually this utopian view of, of a metaverse. Um, so the idea of, of, of digital ownership now represents a huge opportunity for brands. You've just got to look at even in the last week, Adidas have bought into Board Ape Yacht Club, Nike then came in and bought virtual fashion label Artifact. Um, in fact, today, Adidas are launching a series of 30,000 generative NFTs that are going to unlock utility for their um, for most valuable customers over the next 12 months. You know, they're selling them for 0.2 Ethereum each, um, giving access to people who already own certain points of different IP, like Board 8 Yacht Club and Mutant 8 Yacht Club. That's $24 million. And I will guarantee that will sell out today. So there's there's... There's a really interesting opportunity and it comes with quite a lot of risk because if brands are going to enter the space, they have to do it in a really authentic way that engages the community. Um, with Electric City, we wanted to combine these technologies into something ordinary consumers could understand and access in a browser, so on their mobile or on their desktop, and offer them the chance to subsequently buy and test digital wearables using pounds or dollars or yen or fiat currency. Um, and then if those people will happen also to be crypto natives, they could also mint it to their Ethereum address as an NFT, but it wasn't necessarily a necessity to do that. So above all, it needed to be an experience and one that's worth sharing, spending time with uh, and talking about and, and, and remembering fondly because ultimately that was what it's all about. So there's this real kind of spectrum of what the blockchain and NFTs mean for this type of experience. What it does do is, is create 
a level of value through scarcity because you can differentiate between high value brands, more mass brands, and you can change that by the, the rarity of those digital collectibles. But as I said before, what's going to be key is understanding as a brand, why do I want to get into this space? Is it about making money? Is it about engaging the community? Is it about delivering something that has, you know, packed with utility? I think if if the answer is I want to make money and I want to put my product into an NFT and sell them, I don't advise that being a, a particularly positive way forward. And I don't think the community will buy into that necessarily. But if you're willing to give something to that community and you're willing to build utility into it, you're willing to you know, experiment and be honest with your fan base and say, look, we're learning as well. Here. Um, what do you want? What will engage you? I think that's a really good starting point. Yes, it almost sounds like um, a project aimed to familiarise and almost democratise in its own right these emerging um, e-commerce opportunities. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. It was it was a <clears throat> it was a great learning opportunity. I think for for all of us, for for, for us. I know Charlie Cohen is is really active in that in that space and has a great uh, community of her own in, in that world. And self selfridges, selfridges actually you know are a are an innovative brand and they do want to push the envelope but they are also a traditional retailer so it's kind of how do you balance you know the ambition of moving into these new spaces without alienating the, the majority of their of their customers it's an interesting note indeed and for those watching could you tell us the best way to get in touch with and to keep up to date with the yahoo riot studios and all the fun fun work you're doing over there <clears throat> yeah i think uh, first of all um, Yahoo for Business is is a great account to follow, whether that's on on, on LinkedIn or Twitter and, and similar. They can absolutely reach out to me um, on Twitter and, and, and LinkedIn, um, and I'm sure we're going to be um, uh, launching some some new opportunities. So keep your eyes for for those as well coming up. I look forward to seeing what's on uh, what's in uh, store. Very much looking forward to that. But thank you for joining me today. I appreciate your time, Sam. Pleasure. No, that's great. Thanks a lot. Good to meet you. Fantastic. That's it from myself. Get more XR news by subscribing to the XR Today news channel and by following our social pages. I'm Rory Greener from XR Today. Thanks very much for watching. Mm -hmm.